Hello and welcome to episode two. I never thought I'd say those words. I thought forever I would just be recording possible episode ones, but we got past it. We gave up on making it perfect and now here we are and there's Tavi. We're chilling upstairs today in my like desk office area. Um, about five minutes ago there was a honk outside followed by a crash and so I did go downstairs and I peeked through the slats and the blinds to like check out what was happening. Unfortunately, two red sedans hit each other. But good news, both of the drivers were on the sidewalk talking to each other, so everyone's okay. But that just happened and I found it interesting because I've never heard a car crash, which isn't like a good thing to hear, so that's kind of a bummer, but like everyone's fine again. Okay. Moving on. I felt a lot of things last week. Uh, Sometimes I kind of feel like I'm going through this quarter-life crisis, an existential crisis, if you will, and part of that, it all kind of comes back to my main point of why I want to do this. I think for many years now, the idea has been so focused on designing to make money or designing to be impressive to get likes, to get the next job, to impress someone, or win something, or achieve something. And all of those things I think are good and fine motivators within reason, like within a certain limit. Like you know that quote, the too much of a good thing isn't really a good thing? Excuse me. I kind of feel like that, like the grind can be good, that like money-making motivated, business-minded designer mode, very cool. But I also feel like being in that mindset too much is super depleting. And I was feeling kind of overwhelmed earlier this week. And I was talking to my partner. Hi, Dom. If you're listening to this, if I share this with you, hello. Anyways, I was kind of talking to him about it. And he helped me kind of calm down and break down the overwhelm that I was feeling. And we ended up talking about kind of breaking it into smaller pieces. Uh, He was talking about the idea of SMART goals, and it kind of also reminded me of a podcast episode that I listened to recently. I'm actually going to pull it up um, because I want to give everybody their credit, you know? I think it's a really good podcast. I like listening to it. It's another design podcast, but it's pretty chill. It's not super um, go, 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 get them, get those dollars. It's not quite so intense. It's called Windowsill Chats with Margot Tanto. She's so sweet. Um, And the... Yes. Okay, so it was an episode that came out on May 17th. It's called Don't Let Fear Have All the Fun. Monique Malcolm Talks Taking Action and Owning Your Fears. And it's a great episode. I don't remember how long it was. It's somewhere around an hour. But I would highly recommend listening to that if you're feeling creatively overwhelmed. Um, Monique was talking about taking tiny actions. I think is her, like motto which has then rolled out to be her thing it's like her business and everything oh remember that car crash i just mentioned um authorities have showed up and they're assisting so in case you were curious um but yeah so she's talking about taking tiny actions and instead of thinking about your goals and the things that you want to achieve and do as like this big looming task or like weight on your shoulders to just focus on doing little bits and creating when you can or doing what you can 
with what you have at a given time and so if that means you have less energy at a certain time then just like doing what you can and if you're feeling super creative and inspired run with it but if you're not don't like force it I don't know my just listen to it it's really good and between that episode and talking to my partner about what it is that I really want to focus on I have kind of calmed down and come to the idea or the notion that I need to focus on creating without an expectation that there's going to be some sort of external response or like some sort of transaction with that like oh I'll create this and then x will happen or I'll make x amount of dollars because ultimately I just feel like I've been working constantly for an unknown amount of time and that's not the most sustainable place to be in and it's definitely not the best mindset for creativity so I'm trying to just try things to have hobbies maybe even so I've been doing some embroidery this week I think it's really fun to do some crafts with my hands a lot of the work that I do during my day job is digital which is super fun and there's obviously great benefits like you can bring it wherever you want to do it it's all online but like sometimes it's nice to just kind of check out and not have to look at a screen i designed these little duck illustrations and i want to practice embroidering them figure out kind of like the best stitches and things to make it look really good because I don't know. I don't know if I just like I'm not the most patient of people, but like it's weird. I think it's because of working at an agency or just how fast things are nowadays. So I started this new little project. Um, One of my best friends recently found out some good news. And so I'm drawing some ducks for her because she's having ducks. (laughs) Just kidding. She's not having ducks. For my birthday, she had or no, I think it was Christmas. She had given me this thrifted coffee mug that has a duck on it. And it's kind of our like little inside joke or like special motif because of our times thrifting together. There was this one place that we went. It was one of those huge antique mall type of places. So just rooms and rooms of weird old things. And there was just an unbelievable amount of duck figurines, sculptures, pictures, uh, needlepoint pillow, just ducks everywhere. And it was funny because she was looking for a duck when she first had moved into their house that they're in now. And so she wanted a duck and I was like, well, damn, like, well, this one looks good. And then like every few feet, there would be like another very good option. Like so many ducks, so many styles. Uh, so yeah, if you're local and you want that recommendation for a place to find antique duck figurine let me know and i will give you that address but anyways so the ducks i played around with some sketches i did some sketchbook work and i also brought it into procreate and i ended up with two ducks swimming in a pond and there's a sunset on the horizon and the whole little graphic it's like bounding box shape it's like a square and then everything is within this square. So I thought it would be perfect for embroidering because it ends up being a little duck patch. But the problem is I'm not an embroiderer and I don't have an embroidery machine. And I don't really want to pay someone else to do it because 
I kind of want to learn how to do it myself. I feel like there would be an element of like specialness if I embroidered this patch for my friend with my own hands. So I'm just going to try it. I want to work with a new medium and practice something that I'm not good at and don't have a ton of experience with because I think challenging myself will be good. So I was working on that the other day. I'll probably post pictures on the side thing Instagram at, um, ooh, I should look up what that handle is because I should probably start um, plugging it and all that. You may have guessed it, but you can find this podcast over on Instagram at the side thing podcast, spelled exactly how it's spelled. So that should be easy. I'll post pictures on there so you can see all the different like sketches and stuff of the ducks. And then I'll post like progress pictures of my embroidering. I spent a few hours on it last night. I was learning the technique. I think it's called couching. Now that I'm saying that out loud, I feel like that could really be wrong. Let me do a quick Google. But basically it's like using a thicker strand or like rope, but then stitching it down so it adds volume to your piece without having to do like tons and tons of back and forth stitches to build up that volume, you're kind of like padding the embroidery. Couching, embroidery, yeah, okay, it's called couching. Um, yeah, (laughs) there's a tutorial, how to couch, that's great. But yeah, there's just like tons of different techniques and stuff. So I kind of figure I'm gonna be embroidering this duck thing more than once because I don't want the pressure to like have to make it excellent this first time because I feel like that will just discourage me and make me not want to work on it at all but the whole point is to get better so like this is draft one I'm excited to see the progress I'm excited to see how the hours that I put into it will pay off and kind of learn just how to be more efficient how to not poke myself in the fingers Uh, how to not get the embroidery floss tangled. (laughs) Clearly, these have been things that I've been battling. Okay, so that's pretty much my update on the duck embroidery project. Um, Something else that I've been working on is, it's like a print redesign. Um, There's this company called ThreadUp. If any of you have heard of it, you know what's up. Uh, If you haven't heard of it, it's this online thrifting place for women's clothes and it's great um you can like search just your sizes and like the colors that you like to wear and then you get stuff on a discount you're buying secondhand so it's you know good for the world and all that and the companies they have a fun brand um a few months ago well actually i think it was like a year a year and a half ago i ordered a clean out kit and basically that's where they'll send you a bag and you put in clothes that you want to try and sell and or donate and then they'll list them if someone buys it you get i mean to be honest you really don't get much but that's kind of the case anytime you sell clothes other places unless you have one of those poshmark hustles or something and you like know what you're doing i feel like typically selling clothes is not a super profitable thing but anywho Whatever they sell, you get some portion of it, and anything that doesn't sell, they'll responsibly recycle. And so, it's really cool. I've donated a couple times. When the thing came in the mail, well, actually, remember when I said it was like a year and a half ago? Yeah, so like, 
when it came in the mail, I just put it somewhere, forgot about it. And then along the way I moved and then I was going through stuff and I refound this clean out kit recently. And I was like, oh man, you know, this, this could be fun to redesign. I took some pictures of the actual physical mailer. So I pulled out the little brochure. I pulled out the bag. I opened the envelope and then I took pictures of like the front, the back, how it looks closed, open, overlapped, because then later I can turn those photos into mock-ups and use the redesign or the new artwork and combine it with the photos that I took. And then I also did that so that I could drop a photo of the original on my artboard so that when I'm designing side by side, I can see things that they're currently using like typefaces and colors, as well as like the copy clearly this copy is stuff that they approved and want to have in there so i'm mostly sticking with all of the same content just arranged a little bit different and presented a little different and so far it's been really fun like this has been a fun project i gave myself i'm actually pretty close to done with it but the back side so the front is really more just a simple bit of copy but visually to make you excited and like Ooh, what's this? Let me open the brochure, you know. And then inside is all the information about the cleanout kit, how it works, what to do, what the company is doing. So that's where like the meat and potatoes of the brochure is. But then on the back side, it's sort of this little bonus thing. It's like extra information. It's a stain removal 101 little chart. And I thought it'd be really cool to bring more illustrated elements into it because on the envelope, they have a really cute little lady and like the art style is really cute. I thought I would add a little bit more of that into the approach. So I'd say I'm like 80 to 90% done with this. I'll post progress pics. And then how smooth would it be? My idea is that then maybe I'll like send an email out to thread up and be like hey i have some ideas let's chat (laughs) um i'll probably say it a little more eloquently i hope so i'll keep y'all updated but before i get out of myself you know i just gotta i gotta actually finish it first so that is the update on the clean out kit brochure design i just realized that i said i was like 80 to 90 percent done But that's with the brochure. I didn't, I have not designed the envelope or bag yet. Now those arguably are more simple and have less content. So they probably won't take that long, but I completely forgot that I haven't even started that. This is also a really colorful project, which is pretty different for me, or at least feels different for me because like, I love brown. I love the color of rust and copper and decaying leaves and dry grass. (laughs) I mean, I also like, you know, vibrant greens too, but like this piece, you'll see if you go to the Instagram at the side thing podcast, there's teal, there's bright blue, there's pink, which I'm not really into pink like at all. But again, like this isn't my brand. This is their brand and I can have fun with it. I'm trying something different and it feels good. So, okay. That's a wrap on that project. Next. The third thing, and the final thing that I'm going to talk about this week, I can save other things for another day, but one project that I feel like I've just been slowly, slowly chipping away at for months now is 
an infographic that I'm making about my dog, Toffee. Now, uh, in February, at the end of February, my partner and I, we went to Jamaica. And so my parents watched Tavi for an entire week, which was super nice. Um, really appreciated them. He's a reactive dog. Uh, he loves other dogs, like playing with them. But on a leash, he's kind of weird. Like if he sees a dog and he's like, he gets so excited too fast. And then he's just like upset that he's not right next to the other dog. So there tends to be a lot of barking. Um, can be a lot. He's like 15 pounds, but he's got a pretty big bark and he is a little fireball. So I wanted to make them an infographic so that they would know like what time he eats, what kind of things he likes to snack on, the tricks that he knows, um, tips and tricks for like what his body language means, how to manage his reactivity, um, just like little things that we do, like routines, like, you know, around 5 or 6 p.m., he gets really excited and he wants to play hide and seek with his pet squirrel um, or his stuffed squirrel. It's not a real squirrel. That squirrel would not last long. Anyways, I wanted to put it all on one sheet. I want it to be really cute, really visual, um, kind of one of those pieces where there's a lot going on, a lot of details, and you can spend a lot of time reading the piece and taking in that information, but in a really fun, playful, and like inviting delivery method. Does that make sense? I hope so. Again, I will post a picture of the progress on the Instagram. Right now, I don't even know what percentage I would say it's done. And I'm not super sure too if I'm gonna be changing the, f the photos. There's no photos in it. The colors, it's like a really light cream color and then a burgundy-ish wine color and then a red which is kind of different because again i love the browns but like red's a little bit different it's a little bit bold and so i'm just like trying something different so that infographic i've been making it in procreate now that's probably part of the reason that it's been taking so long because there's a lot of text elements and things that probably just would have been better designed or laid out in Illustrator. And then I could have, you know, laid out where all the information is and then brought it into Procreate and added illustrations and more organic shapes and lines. But that's not how it went because... <laughs> So like I said, we went to Jamaica at the end of February and that's when I decided, oh, I'm going to make this infographic. I decided that like a week before we were going to leave. So work, my like regular job was super busy because in preparation for being gone for a week, you know, it was a lot. <laughs> and then in addition to that, you know, sleeping and packing and just getting things in order. Long story short, I did not finish the infographic in time for the trip and it's still not done but i did work on it on the plane which was great and it made the time fly at least oh <laughs> no pun intended it made the flight go really fast on the way there because i just zoned in on the infographic and i had like just started so i was playing around a lot with the layout and moving different things and like lettering and stuff uh i did try and do it on the way back and that flight just felt doubly long so I didn't get as much done then. And then since, if I have like a little bit of time where I'm not sure what to work on, I'll just pull up that infographic and fiddle with something about it. Add a fact or look around, read it, see what's missing, see what's working and what's not, and then I'll like tweak it. 
So it's real weird because that's just so different from my design process at work. Like you get a project and you have to go. Like you need to have an idea immediately. And this has been more, oh, I'll try this. And then if I'm like looking at it and looking at it, and then I'm like, "Mm, you know, maybe it's not working. And then I just like try something else. So I don't know. It's cool. Definitely a fun project. Uh, But yeah, it's it's just funny because it's taken literally so much longer than expected. But that's okay. I think it'll be real cool when it's done. And then maybe when it is done in celebration, we'll go on another trip. And then I'll actually have the infographic to give to my parents. That'd be smooth. Okay, so yeah, that's like the rundown on that infographic. Those are the three projects that I'm currently making progress on. Due to the way that this, you know, platform and format is, I can't actually ask you questions and then get a response immediately, but I really would love to know what you're working on and what kind of projects are keeping you inspired lately. Gosh, I don't want to be the person who's like, comment on my post and tell me what you're doing, but like, yeah, like comment on the post and tell me what you're doing because I do want to know. It kind of reminds me of being in school and when everyone was like working on their portfolio and classwork and you'd be like, oh, how are you doing this project? Like, what's your topic or what's like, what are you making? And I just think that's so fun to see what your peers are working on and what's inspiring them. It's uplifting. It's nice to see. Let me know what you're doing. Maybe even like you post something like on your story. Like, let me know. I want to see it. We can all make progress on our projects together. Aw, so cute. On a real quick note, um, before I'm gonna, I've been recording for 32 minutes, talking to myself, in my home. My goal is for these episodes to be like around 30 minutes, and then maybe there'll be shorter ones with like Q and A's or a specific topic. I'm trying to keep it like flexible, like it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Um, different projects are smaller, bigger, there'll sometimes there'll be more stuff to talk about, sometimes the opposite, and like that's all cool and fine. I'm not trying to like be super rigid with it. I think that is a palatable length for me to record and edit and you to listen to, at least at this starting point. So those are my updates. Just to sum up my thoughts this week, creative overwhelm sucks, but trying different things immersing yourself in a new craft or trying to learn a new skill it can feel really good like i don't even know does that work a different part of your brain probably i think it's just that being out of your comfort zone doing something that's different from the things that you do all the time so yeah if you're feeling burned out maybe try that maybe try something new poke yourself with an embroidery needle actually don't know that was a really bad suggestion i was just joking if you try embroidery and you aren't skilled at it just know you probably will poke yourself anywho If you're feeling creatively overwhelmed, just like try to do one thing. Like you don't need to do all of those things. All those things that are on your mind, the things that you really want to do, you'll do them eventually. For now, just pick one and like spend an hour on it today or tomorrow. But like probably today because tomorrow is kind of procrastinating. Well, thank you for listening. I hope that it was enjoyable. I hope it entertained you and I hope it did not overwhelm you. Go create something and don't poke yourself with an embroidery needle. Get a thimble. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bye.